Real music, real interviews, real information. That's why we call it Real Gospel with the X-Men. X-Man and Aaron Lindsay is hard to catch. Trust me when I say that, but here he is featuring Fred Hammond with Blessed. And after Blessed, guess what? I've got Aaron Lindsay, the super producer. That's what I call him, the super producer. And you'll find out why right after this. This is Real Gospel. Make some noise if you know you're blessed. No matter what's going on around you, let this be a reminder. Come on, everybody say, blessed, hey, blessed, say, I'm blessed, yeah, sing it one more time, blessed, hey, blessed, say, we're, and the devil can't stop it, come on, we're blessed in the city, come on, y'all, and we're blessed in the field, and we're when we come, we all the way down. For the devil is defeated. Fred Hammond, can you help me? Yo, let me get some. Come on, huh? We're last. Yes, sir. And we're last. You know what told you? When we come and when we go.
neighbor. Oh yeah, I tell you the dance. If you're blessed and you know that it's turning in your favor. All the people say, tell you the dance. If you're blessed and you know that it's working out. Real Gospel is the place where God gets the glory and artists tell their stories. I'm honored to have an anointed man of God on the program, the one and only Aaron Lindsay, who is a multiple stellar and Grammy award winning producer, songwriter, uh, musical director and pianist. And recently, Aaron has just added solo artists to his list of titles. And um, that's that's what this release, which is called, he covered the classic, We're Blessed, which features gospel legend Fred Hammond. Welcome to the show, Aaron Lindsay. Thank you so much. Glad to be here, man. Yeah. Now, I can't believe this is your first solo project because you do so many things for so many other people. You just never took time out for yourself, huh? <laughs> no, you know, you look up, um, I, I heard somebody say, did you guys know the impact you were having, like with uh, Marvin or Israel or any of the other artists that I've been blessed to work with? And man, time keeps moving if you keep your head down and you'll look up and, and say, hey man, I got something to say. I, I'm a little older now, but let me give it a shot. So, just <laughs> uh, thank God that he chose this season for me to be able to do this. Amen. And so for the listeners who may I know a lot about you. I just have to say, you are a very inside the we call it the beltway inside the beltway of the music industry, in particular the gospel music industry. You are a well sought after songwriter and you know producer and things of that nature. And for, for people who are not familiar with you, I mean, man, they, I mean, they they will be if they hadn't you know heard of you yet. They they shall. They shall. My lord. Well, you know, I've been in involved in music for a long time and i think people just have a tendency to focus on the, the artists and they don't often understand the people that are behind it mm -hmm. and um god has blessed me through that honestly i tell people all the time you know when you invest in people's dreams and visions you'll always have a job and so i've been able to be blessed to work with so many different artists because it was never about me it was always about the artists you know every artist every athlete every career person they have a shelf life there's a period of time that God ordains for them to be involved and to have their, their moment. But when you invest in people, God will extend your moment because I've been able to be on the largest platforms in the background with some of these amazing people. And it's just a testament of God's goodness and faithfulness, bro. This is true. So now that I'm on the front, honestly, and I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, you're good. I was going to say now that um, it's time for me to say something from the front, it's been the fact that I've spent my life investing in so many others that gave me the ability to call on my big brother, hero, mentor, Fred Hammond, uh, because I've, ma I've managed that relationship so well down through the years. Uh, and so he he was able to step on this song and just actually give it the kiss of blessing <laughs> and really make it real. <laughs> Yeah, I love Fred Hammond. He's been on the program uh, quite a few times, and he is such a giving and caring brother. You know, I mean, we'll give you the shirt off his back. We'll take the time out to just mentor you, and just so I can, I can really see that. What, what kind? What, talk, walk us through um, this particular song and why you decided to cover it, and how Fred got involved. Well, one of the one of the first times I ever went on tour as a musician, when I got in the industry. I mean, I've been in for a long time. But when I first came into the music industry, I was blessed to be able to meet and work with Fred. He was with a group called Commission, who is the benchmark for every R&B group. Um, basically, even if you don't know it, if you're an R&B group, you got your origins from Commission because they influenced Boyd to Men, Jodeci, and all the groups that influenced other groups. So I met Fred years ago. I was probably like in high school, a junior in high school or so, and Commission came to town. 
and we got to meet them. He came to my dad's church when their first album came out. And from that point, I just re- I saw in Fred a model of what I could be. He was a very, he was a big guy. I was a big dude. He was a manly man. He liked basketball. Um, and then through Radical for Christ, this group, he taught men, I feel like he taught real men how to worship. Uh, because primarily, worship seemed like something that was you would see great women worship leaders and all that stuff. But then when Fred came out with RC, I saw this tender posture that I hadn't seen in the African-American context. He invited me on tour. And one of the first songs I went on tour with them uh, was with Blessed. And so it just marked me so greatly. And I saw the impact of that song. And I felt like before I do anything else as an artist, I wanted to honor where I came from. That's an amazing story and an amazing testimony. And I became... Um, more of a, a Fred Hammond fan when I watched the um, Marvin Sapp story that came on mm. TV and Fred was a part of that. You know, he had some parts in it, but just to see uh, how that group came together uh, from um, the beginning to how uh, Fred was still there towards the end and kept supporting and, and things of that nature and, and is still making great music today, such as this song that you and him just recorded, you know, uh, Blessed. Uh, talk yeah. about it, my brother. Well, that's interesting because um, if you're referring to the one that was on TV one, the biopic called Never Would Have yes, Made It. Yes, Never Would Have Made It, yes. <laughs> my daughter and I got the blessing of being the composers of the original music. And that scene wow. when, Fred called, when Fred called Marvin, um, if you listen to the music in the background, because I was a part of that commission era too with Michael Brooks and all those guys, I was able to make it feel real. But um, yeah, so when I when I got ready to do this song, we were doing these worship nights called H2O out here. And uh, it stands for Hearing Heaven Open. We wanted to have our ears to heaven so we could hear what heaven was saying. And we would just do these worship nights randomly and a guy decided he was going to record so we recorded live and I would do Blessed. That was my opener every night. Every time we would do these, we did them all over LA. And one night we did it and the guy recorded it. And it was smacking so hard when I listened to it. I said, this could be a record. And this was years ago, three, four years ago, we recorded it. And I got almost all the way to the finish line and I shared it with Fred. I said, hey man, I'm gonna think about putting this out. What do you think of it? And he heard it. He said, man, this is killing. And I said, would you be willing to sing on it? And I basically... I had sang the whole song. I know a lot of people think we were on stage together, but man, <laughs> he came in later. And I mean, I'm, I'm just, I want to be honest. Like, it was just me, but it was not the song it is now without Fred because he authenticated it. He made it feel like, okay, man, like, you know, people do cover songs. But he harmonized it. Song. <laughs> yeah, he harmonized it and made it work. So I just give praise to God and thanks to Fred for helping me pull this off. It's amazing. Amen. So when did you know, you know, like where are you originally from and how did you get involved in the industry to begin with? How did that happen? So I'm, yeah, I'm originally from a little town outside of Cleveland called Elyria, a little small town. I grew up in Elyria, Ohio, and every morning I'd wake up in my bed and I'd look out the window and I'd see cornfields because we were a very agricultural uh, town. We had agriculture and factories. And as a result of growing up in that town, we were right between Cleveland and Detroit. So there were all these, my dad was a minister of music at this uh, apostolic church, this little Pentecostal church, which means we had real good music. Uh-huh. Uh, so we had church all night kind of church. And so every time a group would play in Cleveland, Mississippi Mass, Jackson Southern Nears, 
uh, commissioned um, the Hawkins family. Anybody that was playing in Cleveland, they would normally route their tours to go from Cleveland to Detroit. Well, there was usually a dead day. Or if they would play on Saturday, they'd have Sunday uh, morning. Or they'd play on Sunday morning somewhere, they'd have Sunday night, and they'd be driving to Detroit. Or Friday, they'd do a concert in, in uh, Cleveland, and on their way through uh, Illyria, where we're from, they would stop through and do concerts at our church. Because it was just a, it was another way for them to be blessed financially, so they could keep moving on their way to Detroit. So I grew up in a very musical family. My dad was a minister of music. My mom was a preacher and a singer. And man, we just I grew up in it, and I got to meet a lot of these people. David Curry, who started Mississippi Mass, I was 15 when he came to our church for the first time. Wow! The Mighty Cloud, the Jackson Southerners. Um, you know, these are friends of mine, Paul Porter and the Christian Heirs. Um, you know, these guys know me from being a, a young man, Kirk Franklin. I met Kirk when he was with Dallas Fort Worth Band. <laughs> wow. Like, you know, we just go back. And so when people, uh, when, when, I, when I talk to these individuals, they know me. They've been my big brothers and, and uh, big sisters forever. Dottie Peoples, um, you know, just the list of men, men of standard. They were, they're, they're younger than me, but I met them when they first started. Uncle John Key. Um, so I just I'm a, I'm a student of the industry, been around it my whole life, from the Clarks all the way, you know. So it's just been a beautiful season of my life to be able to put this music out now and, and say, hey, I not only can I play it and produce it, but man, I can sing it too. Yes, you can. You first came uh, on, up on my radar with uh, Pastor John P. Key's guys up to something. I mean, oh, yeah, that, that one uh -huh. right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so like, that was a guy, a good friend of mine, Pastor Hart Ramsey, uh, had a church in in. Dothan, That's who it Alabama. was, Hart Ramsey. I'm sorry, I'm, I got, I think I got the names wrong. It was Hart Ramsey. Yep. No, but John Key sang on. Oh, he is. That's right. He's That's right. He's on board. That's right. Yeah. He's singing and Hart Ramsey. That's right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What a beautiful season, man. Hart Ramsey and John Key put put his blessing on it too, man. That was great. Amen. So what else do we have in store for you? I know that you're pastoring now. Congratulations. <laughs> Man, thank you. Thank you. Talk to us about the it's ministry. So yes. Well, you know, after having done so many beautiful things in the music industry, um, I could never end this interview without without uh, honoring the season that God brought me really to the forefront of the industry, which was through my friend and I, Israel Houghton, Israel the New Breed. We're a friend of God, and again, I say rejoice, and it's not over, and all those hits that God helped us to write. Um, when God brought me into the industry heavily with that and with Marvin Sapp, uh, never would have made it, and he saw the best in me, and all those songs, being able to write and produce those with those brothers. Um, I just thought that would be the most impactful season of my life. I thought that was it. I had become the VP of A&R for Motown Gospel. I was working on the fifth floor at the Capitol Towers. I was good. But there was always this longing in my heart from the Lord that there was more for me to do. And X-Man, I'm telling you, sometimes you think you can, but you can never outrun your calling. And often we think that if we do good things for the Lord, that that's all he requires. But man, God will always make good on his word. And he said to me, if I give you everything you want, you got to give me what I want. And so he blessed me with six Grammys, multiple stellars, multiple doves and all those things. And I thought I would get away with it. And he said, well, it's time for you to do what I called you to do, what I created you to do. <laughs> and this will be the this will be the most productive season of our life, um, man. And we are in Los Angeles, California. 
Our church is called Believe LA. And we're in the valley. And man, we've seen a wave of revival hit our area. God is using us. And let me tell you something. I didn't have to be anybody different for God to use us. I'm myself, the same guy you're talking to right now. I am the same when I'm in the pulpit. I'm the same when I'm talking to folks and ministering to them at the grocery stores or wherever. I'm the same guy. And God is getting the glory and our church is growing. And we're just so proud, man. Amen. And I couldn't be more happier for you. And I love it when you said you thought you were going to get away with it. And no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You thought you was going to slide. That's normally how it is, isn't it? Listen, I know your time is tight. I really appreciate you for making time out for us, out of your busy schedule. Um, Tell the listeners where they can find out more about you, where they can find your music, and also where the church services are located in case someone wants to stop by. Yes, sir. I'm honored to do that. First of all, Believe LA is a church that uh, exists to give people an opportunity to experience love, encounter God's presence, explore their purpose. And we meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Calabasas, California, at the Performing Arts and Education Center of Calabasas High School. You can find us at BelieveLA.org. You can find us uh, anywhere you are on social platforms. We're there. Any place you are on your personal stuff, I'm there. Aaron Lindsay, you just type, you just type my name, you will find me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I'm on every platform, musically, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube. Just type in Aaron Lindsay Blessed, and you will find me. And I just can't wait to share everything that God has given us with you. Amen, amen. The one and only... Aaron Lindsay, my good friend, super producer, super songwriter, uh, number of, 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 of Grammys and stellar awards. You, you name an award, he's probably got it or been on the list for it. I'm telling you that right now. And now <laughs> pastor. Yes, my brother. Look, thank you for spending time with us on Real Gospel. And you have nothing but our continued love and support from here on out as always. Likewise, man. I love you guys. And I thank you for sharing your platform with me. You're listening to Real Gospel with the X-Men and the real Flashback Song of the Hour is on the way. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-689-9715. 800-689-9715. That's 800-689-9715. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans.